Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Elizabeth Davis. Elizabeth, you are the founder and CEO of Shidavi, and Shidavi is on the web at she, S-H-E, Davi, D-A-V-I.com. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. I'm so happy to be on. So I think people are going to be kind of blown away by your fast rise to success because you launched Shidavi at the very end of 2014, and you ended up some doing some pretty good business. Do you want to kind of tell us the origin story? Yeah, sure. So in 2014 is when I really thought of the idea of having a hair care line yeah. um, because so many people just love my hair and it was just something that I was really, really, really into um, as a pastime. It was something that I would do for free. So that's one thing I always tell people um, when you decide to start a business, is there a need for it? Is it something that you would do for free and that you really enjoy, because if it is, then you may have a viable idea. Yeah. And so um, I actually started selling products in 2016. February 2016 um, mm-hmm. is when I actually sold the first vitamin and elixir, Shadavi vitamin and elixir. That's our flagship products, and those are still by far our products that that, um, people love and have grown to know Shadavi for. And so throughout the course of selling the products, the beginning of it, I was trying to figure out like, how am I supposed to market this? The first few people that bought it were like people that I knew. And then people on my Instagram page that I had started and built up for Shadavi prior to actually launching the product. And so I was like, okay, so that was the first day. I think I made like $2,000 and I was so happy. Wow. Wait a minute. How did you yeah. get 2000 What did you do to sell $2,000 worth of product? That was just on the Instagram page yeah. and family and friends. I had been talking about, I'm launching my own products uh-huh. and I've been talking about it for a little while. And I did a whole little cute countdown on Instagram, like count down the days from 10 days and on down. And so those are the people who purchase. Of course, uh, my mother purchased, my sister purchased, and then some other friends and family purchased, and a few people on Instagram. And that was my $2,000 in sales. Wow. Well, congratulations. You know, what I like about that is, you know, you, you got people involved in the buildup and it sounds like, you know, you told your story along the way um, until you were launched. Now, what's nice about that is, is people probably were invested in your success then because they've, they've, they've heard your story. They've, they've probably experienced it. If you had a following on Instagram, Instagram, typically you do a little bit more kind of behind the scenes uh, kind of content, if, if I'm not mistaken. What is your Instagram strategy? 
Well, for Instagram, we make sure that we post multiple times a day. Um, lately, what we've been doing is going live and mm. going into that part of Instagram because that's not something that we did on a consistent basis prior to. But currently, we are doing lives. We're utilizing the stories. We're utilizing the IGTV so that we can just make sure we're showing up for our customers in every way. And then I noticed that when you um, a customer seem to want a little bit more education. They do want behind the scenes. Um, they don't want to know that you're perfect or anything as long yeah. as you're letting them know that, hey, we may have some delays in shipping with the over... Um, with the excessive amount of shipping that's going on in the country right now. So we may have some delays. And as long as you're honest with your customer and you're open and transparent, they love you for that. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. So your first day out, you make $2,000. What do you do with your (laughs) $2,000? I don't do anything with my $2,000. I just leave it right there in the bank. Yeah. Um, You're not like, woo, $2,000, Vegas, here I come. (laughs) I had a full-time job, Josh, so I didn't have to worry about like the $2,000. I didn't have to spend the $2,000 on my bills at the time. I was just able to leave it where it was. Um, And then um, I possibly, I kind of forgot because it's been quite a while, but I possibly could have put it on my credit card because at the time I had some credit card debt, but business credit card debt. So if you have Mm -hmm. any type of credit card debt, the best to have is the type of debt that's going to make you more money, which is investing in your business. Yeah. So eventually you're able to, so um, how did the rest of the, the, the next few months go for you? So the next few months, I had sales trickle in here and there, but they were not consistent because I had to come up with a consistent marketing strategy. Mm. And so when I came up, um, I enlisted a friend at the time who knew how to do like Facebook marketing. Um, And so we decided to do that. I made a video. My first video was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the camera was shaky. I didn't know how to use the camera. And back then, when I first launched, I think I had, I didn't even have an iPhone then. I had like a Blackberry. <laughs> Remember the Blackberries? <laughs> and so um, what I did was we came up with a marketing plan. And so then I went out and bought the really great Nikon DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid to be on um, Facebook going around, but I was like, no, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and take a chance. And this is going to help because every time you step out of your comfort zone and take things to another level, you go to another, you can take your business to another level. And mm-hmm. so I decided to do that. And even the video that we circulated, the first video that we circulated is still on YouTube. Now you can go at it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you have a huge following on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. You've got over 100,000 followers on Facebook, over 64,000 on Instagram. That's, that's incredible. Um, What would you, like, what would you say were the, the most important things you did to grow those followings? Okay. So the most important things I did was to be consistent with the content posting the content, um, asking people to share, um, 
making sure that I'm engaging on the platforms. So the more engagement that you have on the platforms, like actually responding to people's uh, DMs, responding to their messages under and comments underneath your post, the more that your photos are shown to other people. And that's what we did. We also share our Instagram platforms at the on our website too. Instagram and Facebook, you can find our platforms there. So a lot of people go to the pages from there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Elizabeth, it, it, you, um, you're, you're very meth- uh, thoughtful uh, as to, um, I know that, you know, kind of looking at um, some of, you know, some of the work that you've done and some of the areas where you, you really show leadership. And, and one of those areas is on hiring and, and team building. Can you kind of share what your philosophy is on that, especially, you know, those first few hires? Okay. So, yes, I will. My idea when it comes to first hiring, your first few hires Focus on people that can help you with revenue-producing activities. So my first few hires were a digital marketing manager, which helped to produce revenue by sharing our content. The second hire was the um, customer service representative to maintain and retain those customers, help get their questions answered, and to um, delight the customers. So those are my first two hires, and that's what I recommend because those two people will help you build up your customer list Mm -hmm. and then also maintain those customers, retain those customers. And, um, I mean, was was your Facebook ad strategy, I mean, has it always been profitable? And if so, like, what's your secret? Mine has been profitable, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the secret is, I guess the secret is I'm giving the people what they want. I don't think there's a, a real secret to it. I just mm-hmm. know it's something that my customers love and the customers that I have found um, love the products. And we just try to display those products in a way that's relatable mm. and that addresses the questions and issues that the customer have. And that's what sells the products. Yeah. So um, do, do you mind sharing, uh, you know, kind of how the rest of that first year went after the first few months? Uh, so you start advertising uh, and then what happens? Yeah. So I started advertising and the sales just went up. It was the same video that we showed to multiple people and huh? they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And what made it best is because I'm on the video as the owner. Yeah. Um, but I don't even say that I'm the owner in the video, honestly. In the video, <laughs> people do not know that I'm the actual owner. But, but you're relatable, people, I think, is what why this works so well. Yes, I'm relatable. And then people see my hair. They see the proof is in the pudding. And they saw how beautiful my hair was. And they were like, yes, I want that product. So I think that's what really worked. And so in the first year, from February of launching the product to February of the next year, we were seven figures. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Now made the seven figure cut. Yeah. Do, I mean, does it, does it take a really, I mean, how does the ad spend correlate with that? Well, as far as ad spend, um, it just kind of depends on what's going on in the market. Like right now, mm-hmm you can get a lot for your money. 
Yes, um, right. It, so there's certain certain products. It's a real bargain right now. Other, other and the reason is because some products just it doesn't matter how much money they were to dump into ads, people are not going to click on them right now. As of when we're recording this end of April. <laughs> Exactly. And it's just like some pop, some products are seasonal. You have to understand the seasonality of things. You have to understand like, is this something that people, if you're going to do ads all year round, is this something that people are going to use all year round? Right? Like I can't sell snow boots in the summer. So you may want to switch to selling sandals in the summer. (laughs) So it just all kind of depends. Well, awesome. Well, Elizabeth, um, tell me about your team today and like how have you built it out and who does what and what do you do as the CEO? As the CEO, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the team, we still have our marketing team. We have our social media manager and influence, influencer manager. And then we have uh, multiple customer service reps that we um, have hired and um, then there's other people that I work with on a consulting basis to make it happen, like a web developer mm-hmm. and graphic designers and things like that. So, yeah. but everybody is remote and everyone works from their own space. Most people work home, um, which is nice. And even us, myself, I work from home still. Yeah. Um, do you still have, I'm going to talk about influencer marketing. And I remember when I first, uh, so my other company, Savings Angel, I remember like my first couple years uh, and things kind of started really taking off for us. And, um, you know, we had a team of like, you know, 15, 20 people and people would ask me, they would say, so is this your full-time thing? <laughs> I don't know if you've had people ask you that, but it's like, yeah, yeah, we have about 15 employees. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, well, because so many people are doing entrepreneurship, Yes. Now, it's like the thing to do is like a trend. Kind of yeah. Thing. Maybe that doesn't happen as often and as when I launched mine, but. <laughs> exactly. So there wasn't as many when I first launched, but yeah. people don't take it as seriously when they hear it. Cause so many people use the word I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. But yeah. then my thing is, are you a, are you a profitable entrepreneur? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. You're an entrepreneur, But are you profitable? And that's mm. the thing that's the key to get to. Yeah. Excellent. So tell me about how you engage and work with influencers. Um, So with influencers, my thing that I love to do is work with micro influencers a lot Mm -hmm. um, because they're very easy to work with and they're not well known. So it's more believable to the customer that they actually are using the product. Um, and so my influ- my influencer manager and social media manager, she engages them and makes sure that whatever campaign we're doing, they're all on the same page about it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I mean, what does, I mean, what do you normally, I mean, how do you work out the relationship? But I agree with you. I think that micro influencers are, you know, again, still generally pretty relatable. They're a lot easier to work with in my opinion. Um, and you know, you, you could kind of share what you cut, what you're comfortable in sharing, but usually I find that when you work with micro influencers and they, and they already love your product, usually you can get a lot of love by sending a little demo kit. <laughs> Yeah, That's and my those are plenty but, of you know. pictures that you can repost and yes. things like that. So um, that's perfect. Um, it's really contractual. Um, make sure you have a contract, no matter if it's a micro influencer or a 
larger influencer, I would just make sure that I have a contract that kind of spells out the specific scope of work. Mm. And um, from there, you guys will be able to both be on the same page and then making sure that you guys are in constant communication about what's needed. I -hmm. think that's always good too. Yeah. And then for the CEO, that's kind of hard to do. So it is good to have like someone else to do it when you have other things to do. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Now you've also ended up getting some, some pretty great press um, as a result of this. How did that come about? Or did that just like, (laughs) they just, all of a sudden someone reached out to you and like, Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. A lot of it has been someone reaching out. Um, We do have a team that kind of reaches out on our behalf, but a, good amount of it have, I would say half and half has been um, organic, like people have reached out to us. And then we've had some people reach out to um, press so that we can get press too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, very, very cool, Elizabeth. Um, you know, I think one other thing that, you know, you were going to be like, in terms of like, where you, where you put your focus like, where would you say the majority of your focus lies as a CEO? Well, as a CEO, the majority of my focus lies on making sure that um, our revenue stays up, um, making sure that our spend stays down, <laughs> um, and just ensuring that everyone is functioning as a cohesive team so that we're sending a uniform look to the customer. And fun fact, I live here in Orlando, and uh, as you know, Disney World is here. You were li- you lived here for a while, and you worked for the Walt Disney World Resort. Can you uh, yes. kind of share? You uh, is only for, it looks like what only for about four months, and it was an internship uh, way back when. Uh, so, can you what what did you what did you do? What did you learn from that experience? Well, I was engineering the magic, of course, Josh. So while engineering the magic, I was in the project management. Um, So I didn't actually work on a resort or work like in the park itself. Uh Uh Um, That was something that we could do. But what I did was actually do the construction project management. So yeah, this was a great internship. So what I did, I was on the Magic Kingdom team at that time. And so that team did all the construction renovation that took place in that particular park. Mm. And so Magic Kingdom at that time, they were Cinderella Suite. That's at the top of the castle. Mm. That's when that was first being introduced. And so we worked on that. Um, We also worked on a couple of like stores and restaurants in that area that were being revamped and turned into a different type of store. And then we also worked on... um, at that time, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 was coming out. So yeah. the original ride that was Pirates of Caribbean 1. Yeah. Was it got retro with new, the new Johnny Depp animatronics are amazing. Yes. So and realistic. So that was the project. My gosh. That's one of those animatronics. You is that? I remember when we saw it the first time, we're like, that's really him. <laughs> it looks like him. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, the thing with construction management, project management, I mean, there's just so many pieces involved in that. And it just, uh, you know, you can understand why, you know, some of these seemingly small projects end up having binders like this thick, you know, mm-hmm. worth of just stuff 
you know, because that's what it takes in order to ensure. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of talking yeah. a little bit out of my zone of exp- yeah. experience or genius, but um, it's it really is a lot to handle. And so I would big imagine team. that's why I have a big team. Yeah. So I would imagine that experience has been very good for you uh, in, you know, being CEO and just, you know, being able to oversee so much minutia being done, everything from social to, you know, product fulfillment and shipping and influence. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in the company. There's a lot of moving parts. Yes. And that's the same thing with project management in the construction field. Um, I do look at my business as something, um, almost as a building. And so what I've noticed is that, for example, like my products, I built that from the ground up, right? Mm -hmm. I had to build the foundation of the business. You have to get your registration. You have to build out the brand and the look and the appeal of it. That's the same thing as with the building, building the look of it with the architect, right? And then you have to actually go and build it. So now we have to enlist the manufacturer or are we going to manufacture it? What's the specifications of the product? What's going to go into the product? The same thing with the building. And then you have to actually manage the other people that are helping, which are the subcontractors. So that's the same thing with construction project management as it is with actually building your own business. So it's a transferable skill. Yeah. Awesome. Elizabeth Davis, founder and CEO of Shidavi. The website is shidavi.com, S-H-E-D-A-V-I.com. And uh, so you've got all your products listed. Um, You know, again, the hair growth starter bundle looks like, look at that. And let me show you guys. 233 Four point like nine 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 star review. Look at that. There they are. Yes, here they are. These <laughs> this are flagship products. People love them. <laughs> now, is it primarily for ethnic hair, or do you also have uh, like my wife's got curly Caucasian hair, mm-hmm. um, dark, you know, really tight curl mm-hmm. kind of. Well, some people think that it's just for curls, but if you look on the website and you see the banners going across, we show all the different types of hair yeah. that it can work for. Your hair can be straight. It can be curly. It could be longer, it could be shorter, it could be thin, it could be thicker, but it helps you. It's the overall products that help you with your hair goals. So you can have all types of hair, type one hair to type four hair, which is straight to curly and utilize the products. Yeah. Very, very cool. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. 
We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.